Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Batter a pot of their own. This is episode 82 of A Pot of Their Own. I am Allison McCaig, and I am joined this week by my co-hosts, Linda Serovich. Hello, Linda. Hey, Allison. And Maggie Wiggin. Hello, Maggie. Hi, Allison. We are also joined this week by, as he says, uh, an unemployed former uh, New York Daily News columnist and friend of the pod, Bradford William Davis. Hello, Bradford. Hey, everybody. <laughs> So we had Bradford uh, on the show this week um, because uh, obviously COVID has been a major story that COVID in baseball has been a major story that he's been covering for the past over a year now. Um, And uh, things are different now this year. We have a full 162 game season. um, But, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same, I guess. We still obviously have we're not out of this pandemic yet, though the vaccination rate is rising every day. Um, So so you've been covering, um, Bradford, you've been covering MLB and COVID for a long time um, since the beginning of this. What is new in 2021 compared to 2020 regarding protocols and things like that? Um, the biggest new thing is that they have relaxed protocols for people who are fully vaccinated. Or I should say teams that have, that have reached a 85% threshold of vaccination, which is like kind of like the, I guess, the working estimate for like herd immunity, you know, if 85% of the population, right. you know, um, all has had, you know, the vaccination, you know, an up-to-date vaccination, they are like, you know, uh, not likely to have outbreaks, 
you know? Um, and so, uh, yeah. Um, so that's a big, that's a big thing, you know, which is not, uh, you know, stuff that's been pr- pretty well tread ground, but you know, for those who are, are unaware, that means like things like, you know, the, the, the actual things you can and can't do are very strict in some ways, honestly, probably draconianly strict. Um, but some ways also make sense. Like for example, you can't like, you know, play video games in, you know, the locker room, like you used to be able to the clubhouse, you know? Um, so you can't play PlayStation with your friends. You can't like, you know, um, um, because, because it's like, you know, it's indoors and you know, transmission can happen if you're around people too long. Um, uh, you, uh, can't take a, a ride share, you know? So, you know, so just a way of, again, avoiding, uh, unnecessary contact. You can drive yourself, you can be on a team bus, but you can't like, you know, um, but you can't do, uh, you know, an Uber with, with someone who may or may not be, you know, um, protected, you know, in that sense, like that's, uh, you know, those are things that, 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 you know, that, that are carriers from last season. And now, you know, if you, if your team has reached that 85% threshold, you know, to get 85% of what they call tier one employees, people who are, you know, on the field, coaches, players, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like if, uh, if those folks have, you know, uh, if, if enough of them have, have you know have gotten their shots and they're two weeks out from their last shot, um, whichever one you 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 know they received, um, then uh, you know you can kind of return to normalcy. Oh, you can you can eat inside. You can eat in, you know inside a restaurant rather than you know having to be outside or at your hotel or something like that. You know, so uh, you can you, oh you can even hang out with people who are not uh, you know um, who are not in your party. You know, like in your household. Um, so you know that can mean friends. That can mean friends. <laughs> you know that could uh um you know like so all like you know things that would certainly appeal to you know um you know bored young handsome eligible athletic you know men in their 20s and, and early 30s right like um the ability to play video games <laughs> with your bros and, and 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 go on dates you know um but uh but as you know um as we know not every team. In fact, most teams reportedly have not reached that 85% threshold. One of them being, dun dun dun, mm. our Mets. The oh. New York Mets. Oh. Meet and the so, Mets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets, but don't greet the Mets. Do not. Please do not. No. Greet the Mets. Meet the Mets from at least six feet, fully masked yeah. in a well ventilated area. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's still, that's, that's still a problem. And it's been kind of weird watching this team be extremely cagey whenever asked <laughs> about vaccines. Yeah, they don't like the question. No. It was. It was really obvious at the beginning of the of the season, the, the like super vague kind of answers that people would give, um, including people who sort of seem to be hinting at being pro vaccination, but like didn't seem to feel that they could say that. Yeah, Pete Alonzo in particular said that was a weird response. <laughs> said like, I'm in a vaccine ad, so like make of that what you will, but then like wouldn't say whether he got the vaccine or not. Which was like at first I really thought that it was at first I really thought that it was kind of almost like a league wide, like because the players union had not like made it mandatory or come out and said everyone has to get the shot. Um, that the players were sort of following that lead and being like very like non-committal about it to sort of I guess like protect their guys who the anonymity of the guys who aren't getting it 
and like not make them subject to backlash or whatever. But first of all, you don't have to do that. And second of all, it's clearly not that because Max Scherzer was like, I trust the science. I'm going to get the shot. So like the second that he said that, I was like, uh, yeah, you guys like he can say that and nothing happened to him. So uh, maybe you should step up and say it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like imagining like, you know, I don't know, like Patrick Corbin giving Max Scherzer a swirly. Or something, <laughs> or like you know, for bringing guys a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, like to see Corbin um... try. <laughs> yeah, right. He'd miss. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. I, I yeah. said this on Twitter a couple days ago, but or I don't know, maybe it was like a month ago. Time is a flat circle. Um, that like, how do they look at what's going on with the league and all of the teams that are missing lots of games, losing big players? How is this not seen as a base? ball issue that's what just kind of drives me crazy like this is affecting the quality of play how is that yeah, not enough of an incentive itself yeah yeah you know it's 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 really really bugged out like like <laughs> um you know like if for, for nothing else like so that you are in the best position to win you know like i feel like it was like hey you want steroids Three steroids, everyone would be like, me, me, me. Right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> we were but like, you know. We were making a joke before the game because Brandon Nimmo got a cortisone shot for his hip impingement um, that he's been dealing with for the past week or so. Um, oh, and my we God. Were, they just slipped a vax in it. Yeah. <laughs> we were making a joke to just like slip some Pfizer in there. <laughs> and be like, right. but, but for real, I mean, like, I'm not obviously I'm not advocating for like you know committing like malpractice, um, <laughs> medical malpractice. <laughs> but <laughs> but thank you, thank you, doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't sue me. Please don't sue me. Um, <laughs> w- but what I'm saying is, is that like these these guys seem to it's it's a, it's a huge double standard. These guys seem to trust the medicine and trust the science when it comes to helping them get better from their injuries. So why should this be seen differently when it comes to their health and their performance? Like Brandon Nimmo clearly trusts correctly so that cortisone will a cortisone shot will help him perform better. And yeah, it will. Why why won't they trust that this vaccine is the same thing? That's it's a thing that's helping them stay healthy and staying healthy is literally their job. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's because there's been there there is so much poorly communicated information slash disinformation out there about coronavirus and vaccines. Specifically, there is not a lot about cortisone shots, you yeah, know, or about yeah. you know rotator cuff surgery, you know, <laughs> but there is <laughs> about 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 you know this health crisis. It is um, it has become. I don't like using the word politicized because it's hard to like really rip politics about anything, but like, you know, but, uh, so it's not the right, not, not exactly the right word, but it is certainly, it's, you know, support for the vaccine often falls on political lines. Um, uh, those, you know, as we know in this country, you know, politics are racialized. Um, and many of the people in baseball and major league baseball are, you know, white dudes and, you know, and white dudes tend to be more, white dudes tend to be both more conservative and, um, more hesitant to get the vaccine, you know, statistically speaking, you know, as it's obviously a broad nation, that's not everyone. Obviously, Max Scherzer was like, you know, uh, let me get it. You know, Andrew Miller was really hyped about it. Um, like, but uh, but a lot of dudes aren't, you know, and um, and I think, you know, and, and I think if you like look at, you just go on, if you just, if you were just like to like follow the wrong people on Instagram, you know, you will see how quickly sort of like 
disinformation spreads, you know, uh, on, on, on COVID stuff, you know, like, um, there are, you know, there, there's so many, you know, um, and, and it's on everything from like masks, you know, mask wearing and the efficacy of those, um, to the seriousness of the virus, even though again, farmers out people die, you know, um, to, um, the, uh, to, it, it, to, to the effects of vaccinations on children in general, you know, and that's another thing too. Vaccination hesitancy has long proceeded, you know, like coronavirus. And so yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's just like, it's like, it's just like all, all that skepticism has been like kind of lit on fire, you know, um, over the last, a lot of the narratives you know, have been yeah, established yeah. about like yeah. insufficient yeah. testing and, exactly. you know, rent, like they get into really like this, this idea of like fertility comes up a lot. Yes. The, the vaccine. Yeah, would, yeah and, absolutely. And that's not, there's no, that's not a thing, but, but it's, but it's not, it's, you know, it's not thing, coronavirus it's spreading around. the first time that came up. Yeah. And like, you know, like the, the, I have a friend, um, you know, like one of my, one of my you know, super close friends, like, you know, who is not a, a, a skeptic of science at all, but like, you know, but he was asking me, he was like, honestly, I'm a little nervous about getting a vaccine. You know, he had, he had an appointment and everything. Cause I heard about fertility issues, you know? And, um, and I was, you know, and I was like, man, there's no evidence that, <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, I just showed him an article about that and, and that was that. Right. But like, you know, but again, it shows how even, you know, again, among like, you know, people who are not, I, I am someone who is like, you know, you know, first of all, I'm just not well, for a long time anyway, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated, A, but like, you know, but before that, you know, I was just kind of like, you know, locked in my apartment for like a long period of the day. And I was just like, you know, and, 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 um, and so I get to like, you know, read a lot of news stories, you know, but I have a, a filter with which to understand, you know, good news and fake news um, as a journalist. Right. And also, you know, just someone, you know, who, who I guess reads well, I don't mean to, you know, the brag, but like, you know, like, um, <laughs> but like, you know, um, but there, you know, so there's, there's all that, you know, um, so, so having that kind of, you know, I, I'm able to read a lot about stuff. I'm able to, you know, follow the news, all the, all the DVD updates and then, professionally i was just i just have and, and still am you know following you know um pandemic stuff especially as intersective sports you know um you know pretty closely so it's like um you know i, I have like sort of a professional obligation to understand this and i still at many times get confused as to like what i should be doing to protect myself during a pandemic like can i go out you know can't you know like i, I was definitely afraid of going outside for like months you know um, even though the science never supported, you know, uh, transmission, outdoor transition being, being a real thing, you know, um, or uh, being, being a serious issue. I was, you know, I'm not sure, you know, I wasn't sure about subways. I wasn't sure about, you know, I was renting a car to like go grocery shopping for like, it was, like three months early in the pandemic. Um, it's very expensive. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I was, um, you know, it was all, all sorts of things that, that were just very, very, very strange and very confusing, you know, um, and I can imagine if you, if you have not, you know, if, you, if you're if you not a news nerd journalist, you know, um, desperately trying to understand, you know, the pandemic and everything like that, um, like, it could be kind of like, you know, it, it could be daunting to, to kind of process everything, you know? And then, yeah, and, and we have to admit, like, you know, our, our governmental institutions have not been clear <laughs> often about what is good, you know, public health, you know? Like, I mean, throughout the Trump administration, we had, like, you know, like, our president talking about, like, UV rays. And, and and whatever and pouring bleach into your veins or whatever yeah you know like when um when uh georgia opened up barbershops kind of early in the pandemic um after closing them for you know briefly 
Um, and people were asking like, you know, what you, you know, how do you, how should barbers or clients like stay safe? And, 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 uh, and Deborah Burks, who was like, you know, one of the top people and, you know, in the previous administrations, like, you know, uh, friend of ours response team was like, yeah, Hey, just get creative. Like what, how, like, you know, like really, you know, that, that was, I was almost creative. She's like, like, you know, I'm sure you can get creative. Um, and you know, so that's like stuff coming off from on top, you know, for a while it was don't wear masks, you know, then it was wear masks. Today it's wear masks. Sometimes you're fully vaccinated. You know, like, I mean, like it's, there's a lot, it's a, you know, there's a lot, you know, um, the CDC recently changed, you know, the ruling for schools from like, you know, six feet of distance to like three feet of distance. I don't see any sort of scientific basis for that. <laughs> um, it just seems like they want schools back in, you know, in session. And, um, and I understand prioritizing schools is like one of the few things that should be like, you know, the last thing to close to say, you know, for the sake yeah. of society <laughs> and our families and all that. But like, you know, but like it's, it's, um, but I can, again, imagine like you're just, you know, you're someone who is not professionally or personally deeply invested in this information. It could be really, really daunting. So I, I, I give that long press and say like, I, I, I sympathize to a degree with these athletes, right? However, they they also um, have received ample information from the league, to my understanding, from the from the players' union, both of which want them to all get vaccines. Um, they've had all these training sessions, you know, from what I've heard from sources, you know, they were not pleased that they had to sit in a meeting <laughs> and hear about <laughs> vaccines. You know, like um, they, you know, um, there is a level of selfishness in this you know um and um and you know they can go to another meeting if they don't get vaccinated carlos carrasco was like you know like one of the first guys to get vaccinated Mm -hmm. you know why because Mm -hmm. because he's a cancer survivor like you know for your team for your buddy you're 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 down to cover for like you know um for whatever idiot you know, doesn't want to get a vaccine, apparently. Apparently, it's a sort of active camaraderie, you know, within the Mets, yeah. you know, to just say, like, hey, it's a personal decision, um, which I guess it is te- in the league, technical legal sense, but it also doesn't make, make you uh, an idiot jerk <laughs> to, to not do it. Um, but then, you know, but yeah, you're covering for Cookie Carrasco, um, but, you know, or you're not covering for him, you know, like, like who, who, um, who, you know, wanted the vaccine to make sure that, you know, that he does not die. Um, and, uh, and none of y'all, are, you know, can bother to uh, robustly support a medical treatment that can help save, you know, your friend's life, um, ostensibly, you know, or so, so we assume, right. Um, there are, um, you know, Tom Seaver died of COVID, yep. like, like the best player in your franchise history died of coronavirus. More people like, like in New York, you got, you guys were here, you know, um, for a lot of it, like you're already not here, but in Florida, but like, you know, but you know, so many New Yorkers, so many of your fans died of this illness. Well, that's what bothers me. Like Like when they were like saying we honor our healthcare heroes, like you're not like your own team isn't getting vaccinated. So you're not honoring the healthcare heroes who just went through hell for a whole year. Right, right. Like, come on, guys. Like, you know, like, you know, um, and and of course, it's it's easy to have done a bunch of like, you know, for like minded people on this podcast, you know, um, talking about an ideological war, essentially, you know, but just kind of played out with public health science, right? Um, so it's easy for them to persuade that, but like, you know, but like, um, but I mean, um, but they but they do have the information pertinent and available, you know, pertinent information about this available to them, you know, at a moment's notice that, you know, they have, they have, they have that privilege, you know, that many people don't have, you know, of what, what I, would, I, would, I would imagine to be very clear information, you know, uh, clear access to, any sort of questions they have from it from a qualified medical professional, you know, on on what to do with, you know, 
um, what you call it, on how to deal with, you know, um, how to how to protect themselves during the virus and any any sort of doubt they have about vaccines. That is available to them, and, and they still, you know, are struggling to do that. And that really, really, really pisses me off. Um, I, um, you know, I I I, uh, I can't I can't stress that enough of, of like you know of how. Um, with all that said, and my understanding of how, how this can be confusing and, and how it do sympathize to a small degree, like that you can't just um, put that aside, you know, listen to the professionals that, that have been that provided to you who, who, and who want you to get this so that you can play baseball more <laughs> and, and not die. And, uh, and if not, you know, and if not, and even if you're on the fence, you know, for the sake of, you know, your teammates, your friends, your community back home, like, you know, your community at the ballpark that you wouldn't just like go out and do, you know, and get this, get this one or two shots. Like, come on, man. And it's wild to me, the cognitive dissonance takes on their part to say, like, I don't want this shot, but also I want fans back in the stadium. It's like, what do you think is getting fans back in the stadium? The vaccination. That's what's getting fans back in the stadium. Like this, like what you want, which I assume that most baseball players do. I mean, some are like a little bit more like this than others, but like part of what they enjoy about their job and what helps them thrive is like, you know, the crowd, the atmosphere of the game. And like, they want that to all go back to normal. And it's like, bro, that's only going to go back to normal if the vaccine gets distributed to everybody and everybody gets the shot. So you think that it's everybody else's responsibility, but not yours. Like what, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and like, they, like their team, right. not only, not only do they have a teammate who is a cancer survivor, they also have multiple teammates who have gotten this virus. Tomas Nito was very sick. He, he said so himself. Right. He missed the season, right? He missed all of 20. Yeah, the pretty much the whole season. Right? Pretty yeah. much the whole season he missed because he was so sick. And, and Conforto got the virus before he came to camp. And I mean, I don't know. I like, he, he hasn't talked much about it. I don't know, like, anything about any long-term effects or he hasn't said anything about, like, how it affected his ramp up. But he, he came late to camp because oh. he was, he had COVID. I, I, I'll, just I'll say, tell you, it's COVID, not making him play he better. Came, he came with the camp, and, and, and he's sucked. Yeah, he's <laughs> been bad. And, and, he's been really bad. And, 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 and even, even he, you know, as a representative of the union, which, again, you know, I guess it's part of, like, in the deep issues here, right, is that, like, a union member, right, a union leader, you know, is not robustly advocating in public <laughs> you know, you know for, for this. I mean, uh, out that's of, like, the a, part a, that bugs me, that they're not talking yeah. about it. That that it's like taboo to say vaccinations are a good thing. Yeah. Like it's out of like an outside sense of, I don't know, loyalty to, you know, whatever, you know, um, I guess over 15% of the roster idiots. (laughs) I don't want to do this, you know, like, you know, I I mean, geez, man, like, um, you know, they're particularly, particularly, I think, you know, guilty, you know, ashamed of himself, honestly, you know, for not doing that. Um, I'm I'm okay with saying that. I'm, I'm trying not to be like emotional about it because it angers me so much. Given again the sheer amount of suffering and loss <laughs> around the world and in, in our country, um, but you know, and so like so and I'm, in like, our city, I'm like biting my tongue, you know, like in our city, in our city, you know, um, not to like take. But, like, oh, uh, I mean, not that to minimize like what other places are going through, which is most of the same thing. But like mm. New York was a hellhole. It was like. Yeah, a terrifying. I mean, we're just a couple neighborhoods away, and I know you heard all the sirens I heard, and it was 
That was rough. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, like like they just forgot. I mean, I, I, yeah, and you're right next to the hospital, so I'm sure <laughs> you know you're constantly right. Like equidistant between um, two hospitals, so yeah, yeah, that was great. So there you go. So like, and then um, like uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not far either for listeners. So like you know, it was two hospitals, so I heard a lot. You know, and then um, yeah, so like so so we've gone through so much pain. You know, um, like you know, my my grandmother passed away in January out of COVID, but. Like, you know, but I didn't get to see her when I, when she was dying because like, you know, like logistics with like the virus and everything, you know, like, like I didn't, you know, um, you know, I, I didn't want to accelerate, <laughs> you know, her death or get, you know, the, the other, you know, um, 60 plus, you know, adults who live with her, you know, <laughs> hurt either. So like, you know, um, you know, and it's like, you know, man, Oh, Tom Steve died of COVID. And <laughs> well, also just like the economic effects Damn. too of of this. Like there's a lot of New Yorkers still suffering, maybe not of the disease, but you know, they their yeah. jobs were taken away, they were furloughed, they're worried about rent. Like it was an awful, awful thing. And they could just, you know, they're privileged enough to be like, eh, eh, it's a choice. Yeah, your well, money got hit, yo. Y'all out, y'all last four months of the season. Yeah, because <laughs> of the pandemic. Like, well, uh, the other thing is that um, you know the city has done amazingly with its vaccinations, um, but but it is starting to level off, and part of that is people who are hard to reach for various reasons, but a lot of it is also young dudes who don't really feel particularly vulnerable and don't want to bother. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a population that can be reached by peer pressure. Yeah, and so, and so like you know, you know, like I, there, there are. I'm sure there are there are 25 year old men, you know, who would be like, you know, man, because Jacob Degrom, you know, <laughs> got the vaccine, the best player in the world right now, mm-hmm. right? Like, I will get the vaccine too, you know, like. If he can do it, <laughs> and he's like clearly immortal, <laughs> he got it. You know, like, like you know, I get. I guess it'll be fine if I, you know, if I get that, you know, Pfizer, Johnson, Johnson, whatever the hell, you know. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. But, you know, but, but I have to say, you know, you know, with all that tonight, I've rinsed on the player so much, but like, I guess I'm trying to, I do want to balance ahead. It's like, again, there's been a lot of more information about this stuff, you know, um, and, uh, and though these people, you know, there should be some personal responsibility here. You know, I think that, the, you know, and the league has, provi- the league has provided them good information, you know, today, you know, on this stuff. But like, 
you know, um, but the league has, I, I, I would still say that the information even disseminated from Major League Baseball on coronavirus um, has not always been strong either, which I, kind of, I think kind of adds to the issue here. Um, mm. Like, you know, like, 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 remember, you know, think about these, these 2020 protocols, right? You know, think about like them hand sanitizing baseballs. Um, think about, um, shoot, I mean, uh, the, you know, sort of weird sort of like meeting spaces they had outdoors where like everyone would like stand six feet away from each other, you know, <laughs> well, you know, while talking, you know, while having a meeting in the outfield. Think about, um, you know, all of the, uh, think about the black rope that everyone held on opening night that was like, you know, 16 distance, whatever, because they couldn't touch or something, you know, so that players wouldn't, wouldn't be touching or, you know, or shaking hands, you know, like think about, you know, banning sunflower seeds or spinning whatever, or whatever the hell it was, you know, like, I mean, all sorts of like stuff that like, you know, there wasn't a lot of evidence even back then, you know, that, that it was, you know, serious, you know, a serious way of like, you know, catching COVID. But what was, you know, um, but what, 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 you know, but so they were really strict on that stuff. But what, what they were not strict about were like, you know, playing baseball yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, or, or not or not canceling games when multiple people tested positive, which is what happened to the Marlins and the Cardinals. You know, the, you know, that, you know, that was ultimately a league decision, you know, like, like, like what a lot of the reporting, I think it was very, you know, bad framing from a lot of reporters on this was that like the players decided they wanted to play, you know, which like, yeah, they did. But like, you know, the league, you know, the league has the final say on that, you know, major league baseball, they can, you know, they can, they can go in and be like, no, we're not playing this game. Well, that was with the Marlins, you know, because apparently they all decided to play. Um, the, uh, and if the, and if the players in the league disagree on, 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 you know, on whether to play or not, then there's like a, a joint, you know, um, a joint body, like, you know, I forget the name of it right now, but some of the COVID-19, you know, um, you know, body group <laughs> that like, you know, makes the final, makes the final verdict on this. But the point, you know, but like, you know, the, but it's like, again, a league, league and NPA oriented like thing that they create together. So like, um, you know, that was in the protocol that everyone agreed to. Um, but like, yeah, and yet like, you know, no one, they didn't, um, you know, they didn't, they did not, you know, lay the hammer down when it was very obvious that an outbreak was happening, you know, with, 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 the, with the Marlins or with the Cardinals. And then even today, even now in 2021, you know, like we had the, you know, the situation with, with the Phillies, um, where they, you know, where multiple people were out, you know, at the, at the same time, um, and the league let them play a game, but they, the league, you know, was not clear at all as to like the criteria, you know, as to why, why this was not an outbreak and other situations were. So I can imagine as a player being very frustrated with that, you know, um, and, you know, and so like the league does deserve, I think Major League Baseball does uh, share some responsibility in not, um, in uh, majoring in the minors of, of COVID, but like when it can't, when it comes down to like you know actual things like like uh, the Marlins or the Cardinals or Justin Turner in the World Series, <laughs> and uh, no. all the people you know who who, uh, who allowed him to like just kind of like be there and like you know <laughs> uh, you know and which which led to an outbreak in the Dodgers um, that Major League Baseball didn't didn't disclose, but like the Los Angeles County Public you know Public Health Department <laughs> like did. You know, um, all you know that that sows discord, that sows confusion. You know, which leads to a situation where where they can't convince anyone. You know, to go get a shot. Well, um, they're not so, really. Uh, so, 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 so let's not blame individuals. I, I want to be clear about like the institution that uh, also um, creates a sort of uh, climate. Well, they're not enforcing any of their rules either. Like they were supposed to be wearing masks in the dugout. That's like some are, some aren't. 
like they're not really enforcing those protocols they have now. So why would a player follow them if there's not going to be any consequence for it? Yeah. And I mean, going back to, um, I think Bradford, you made a really good point about like, how is someone without the, you know, who isn't, you know, super invested in this or doesn't have, you know, the proper like training, because, you know, if you're a person who has had extensive like training in journalism or English or, you know, science, it's just like various things that teach you to read and think critically. It's like very hard to, you know, get the right message. And the message does keep changing all the time. And but my point that I made on Twitter recently is that like people, humans as like just as human beings, we are cognitively like naturally uncomfortable with uncertainty and so when the message keeps changing we don't know what to do with that but the reality is is that's how science working how it's supposed to and the constant like changing of and, and i'm not saying that our government handled this well at all i'm not saying that but the like you know when fauci says one thing and then he says another thing it's often just science how working how it's supposed to we didn't know anything about this coronavirus it, that's why it was the novel coronavirus um and so when we get new information we have to then change how you know we react to it once we get new information we then change our conclusions that's literally what science is that is the scientific method get new information change your conclusion so i think that people just don't really like get that and that's totally understandable um and the league is also not helping with the way it is constantly changing things but that's also naturally part of the process and i think like hammering that home that a changing message doesn't mean you shouldn't trust it um is something that's important too i'd yeah. also say I mean, you know, this is the league that still uses bunts so <laughs> yeah, right you know. <laughs> Maybe we're hoping for too much change too fast. And, I mean, listen, it is, you're right, Allison, that it is part of the process. But I would say, I would also say that Major League Baseball chose to emphasize stuff that there was not strong evidence for when they started the season. You know, like, and, you know, while, you know, while minimizing stuff that there was extremely strong evidence <laughs> um, for. And they, and they had their team of experts, you know, you know advising them. So right. it's not like it's not like they, they they did not have the you know they not did not have the information privy to, to make an informed decision on this you know they just chose to play that Marlins game right like, <laughs> you know like like you know um that was you know that 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 that's that's on them but they, but they made a big show and they had all their you know um you know, all the people they, they they leaked you know information to you know all the all the all the the top scoop getters you know got to talk about how like oh it's so thorough it's so this, this protocol is so big they they hand sanitize the baseballs you know. Like, you know, you can't even share a rag anymore um, when um, but like, oh, hey, you know what? Um, is there like a clear criteria for when a game should get canceled? No, no. Like, <laughs> you know, like so. So um, they, they were happy to, um, you know, manufacture a, a, uh, a thoroughness that was not present, you know, yeah. um, um, uh, and, and, and was not and was not especially informed either, you know. Like, you know, which is, which, you know, and then that, it, which is to make them unique of, you know, because most businesses do that. Like, you know, again, I, you know, like things like temperature checks, like we like for basically forever, like since like day one, new temperature checks aren't doing crap <laughs> to, to like, you know, to, um, but it looks like something, but it looks like we're, 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 you're trying our best when, you know, when you, when you have a little forehead check and everything like that, you know, but like, and, um, and that was, uh, you know, but that's what, you know, but, but, and so that's, that's not, you know, that's true of, you know, the mall and the Apple store as well, you know, and in, in your favorite restaurant, 
but like, you know, but major league baseball again, you know, was happily, you know, ha- happy to, again, to, to, to give off the appearance of, of caring about it when, you know, when, when with the, the few super critical things that they, you know, that were in their control that they, you know, um, they did not, you know, emphasize and a lot of people got sick of that. Yeah. Yeah. They did the easy stuff, but like the hard stuff, they couldn't, they couldn't make the hard decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other like kind of aspect of this, um, is not just, you know, the protocols that the players and the staff are subject to, but, um, it's interesting seeing how in 2021, um, each ballpark has different rules about capacity and whether proof of vaccination or uh, or a negative test is required to attend a ball game. And it seems to have been left up to, you know, local health departments for the most part. Um, and as you know, as you know, and you have previously reported on like Major League Baseball and local health departments have not always been communicating with each other on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are your thoughts about that? And, you know, various states stadiums having differing capacities um and stuff like that yeah i mean it's a great question it's like i mean i think new york of, of all things considered is doing it pretty well you know by just kind of like you know ha- requiring a uh either you know either a negative test uh recent negative test of proof of vaccination you know that's a great way of, I, I, of like se- se- severely minimizing the risk you know of a uh, you know covid spread um and um sorry i, I just belched can <laughs> 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 i spell that over <laughs> um, um okay so uh yes you know i i, I think that major league baseball uh or actually i think that these teams have you know some teams have done it well like new york for example like or not teams which say cities you know like near like the, so the mets and yankees like you know you you have to like show a negative covid test uh to get in the ballpark or um if you're a media or a fan you know, immediate fan or, or, or a proof of vaccination card two weeks out. Um, I think that is like, you know, that's a good way of reducing risk. Um, you know, fortunately, baseball is an outdoor sport. So there is not a whole lot of opportunity for transmission among fans uh, because of the outdoors nature of it. Um, however, you know, um, that doesn't mean that it's totally bulletproof either. And, uh, and there are um, sort of situations, you know, where, um, I think, you know, COVID could clearly spread. Um, one that sticks out um, is over in Texas <laughs> with what the Rangers did for opening day. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think there was, I mean, again, it's still, I mean, not outdoor, outdoor, but like, you know, but, they, but the roof was open, you know, at, at their new dome monstrosities, you know, ugly stadium in the world, but, you know, as what it is, um, airport hangar. But like, they, you know, they, um, they had a, a, a lot, you know, um, like they had the group open and all that, but like because of um, the amount of people that were there and um, the, uh, I should also say for, for those who were not listening, I, I, w- I was actually, I went, just went to Texas to go check it out. I was fully vaccinated. I was like, ah, let me, let me go and, <laughs> and take some notes here. Cause I, cause I feel like this is something, this could be, this could be worth the story one day. Um, so I, so I went out to that. De- so I went out to Texas. I went out to uh, Arlington. To, uh, to witness that, you know, the Rangers lose to the Blue Jays as they lose, you know, many of the games because they're not good. But um, <laughs> yeah, so 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 this full so this full crowd, you know, um, and it's like you know, again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm sure I, I don't, I doubt the super spreader, but like, but there are situations that like are probably not helpful. Like one of them being the uh, the fact that they didn't, they don't have cash transactions there uh, because people because they're getting they're stuck in 
you know, March of 2020 mode where they think that touching the wrong thing will get you sick. Um, or, or we say they want you, they, they want to act like they care about that. You know, like that's the real thing and that, that they are preventing anyway, it's just there rather than actually, you know, being with the issue. And so like, so, the, so everything is cashless. I mean, there's no concession guy, like no like, you know, hot dog or peanut guys, you know, walking, you know, through the aisles. And that's true, true at City Field too in, in Yankee Stadium. Um, but, um, but what it creates is, is like this like crazy log jam for like food <laughs> and global life. So you have like just kind of like people ask the elbows, like waiting for their hot dogs and the nachos or, you know, or whatever, the beer, like, you know, um, uh, all doing cashless transactions, I guess, <laughs> um, to avoid close contact, you know, um, but like, you know, 40,000 people, like, you know, but in, in, in the lines are crazy long. I've, I've never seen lines as long ever for food, you know, um, and I've been to like playoff games, you know, at, like, even the, the city field game. shake shack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like the longer th- well, imagine if like everything was like a little bit longer than a bad city city field shake shack line. Oh, that, God. That's what like every, every single stand stand was, um, and you know, but more crowded. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if God. You, believe it. you know, well, um, you know, more huddled, more huddled up. You know, um, less, a little less airflow, and uh, and that's kind you know, and it's like again, it's probably not going to be the end of the world, but like, but it's just like, why would you play with fire in this? You know, I mean, the answer is single money, but. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, but they, yeah, but they chose to do that. And, uh, and that's unfortunate to me because, uh, you know, they could be getting with the program and setting a good example for their, their citizens on how to, on, uh, on how to, on how to behave even, you know, even as we see, see encouraging results from, I guess, enough people getting COVID slash vaccine slash warmer weather to people outdoors more, whatever, whatever, whatever reason for defining rates, you know, um, but like, uh, but still, you know, still very much being in a pandemic, they could have, you know, set an example, but they chose not to. And, you know, that's, that's sad, but that is clearly America yep. <laughs> in 2020 and 2021. So, so, you know, I, I can't get too down on, um, on one place being, uh, when, when everywhere is kind of, kind of like to some degree. Yeah. Uh, one of the more interesting like plans I saw was in San Diego. They're considering having vaccinated sections with sixty-seven percent capacity, and then thirty-three percent capacity for all other sections. Which, like, when you read that at first, you're kind of like, "Oh, okay." Like, I guess that kind of makes intuitive sense. But then you think about it harder, and you're kind of like, "What happens when you go get food? And what happens like?" And now I feel like you're kind of just cramming all the like all the unvaccinated people together and that kind of seems like it's counterintuitive because the whole point of herd immunity is to have the the vaccinated people like interspersed throughout so that like you're protecting unvaccinated people and so it's kind of just like i, I that that was a weird that that was kind of weird pandemic theater to me um to have that because i was kind yeah, of like I, you can't, I, yeah uh, there are a few stadiums p- trying to pilot that, right? I don't want to say Dodger Stadium as well is messing around with something like that. You know, um, I could be mistaken about that, but like, you know, but yeah, they're, they're, you know, that's not, San Diego's not the only place trying that out. And yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, the point of, of yeah, herd immunity is to get right, right, is that they have enough people who, you know, who have uh, immunity or protection, you know, interspersed so that, so that COVID doesn't get a chance to like hop up from person to person to person to person to person. To person. <laughs> right. But, um, 
but at least you know but given that i i get i can't i guess i could say though even so that the fact that the crowds are like 30 percent or 33 percent or whatever like you know that means more distancing and you know and uh for, for the unvaccinated sessions i'm being clear to be clear you know um this, this, i would like to be in a vaccinated but, section but also only have to sit like six feet away from everybody can i can i have a special like extra <laughs> yeah, vaccinated section where i get nine feet like that's that's what i'm looking for in my own concession could they bring purses in could they bring bags in no that's still not a thing i think yeah so yeah again like because we carry covid in our purses to the stadium all the time yep and that and that and that's i'm so glad you brought that up Linda, because like that, cause that, and that's like the issue. And, that, and, and again, that trickles down to people not being sure if they should get a vaccine or not. Because it's like, because we do all this stupid stuff that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're so strict on it. And there are clear financial incentives, you know, and moral hazards to, 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 uh, to enforcing you to not be able to bring, you know, like a bottle of water <laughs> or your sandwich, essentially, you know, uh, to a game um, so that you, you know, pay cashless. <laughs> for you know whatever fourteen dollar nachos and twelve dollar beer, um, you know like all sorts of you know, all these things that don't matter that don't actually stop COVID spread that we are incredibly strict on. But again, like the stuff that actually matters, you know, we are as cavalier as can be about. Um, and that is you know and and like that that create you know like you we have to account for that when we when we ask why aren't the Mets or any team you know giving their shots. It's because they because we've been pumped a whole load of, a load of crap, including by their employers. Yep, and like you, there comes a point where you have to like, if people don't feel like their their lives are going to change in any conceivable way by getting the shot, they're not going to do it. So we have to like emphasize to them that this is what this is what's needed for you to be able to do stuff again. <laughs> And so by continuing to be like, you can't bring a bag into the ballpark for no reason. And so if you're like a woman or a person with a kid or like a person with a disability, then you're just screwed, basically, I guess. Like, I I don't know. I I made a tweet about how I was going to like wear my maxi pads around my neck on a necklace, like (laughs) like uh, like pretzels at a beer festival if I go to the ballpark, because apparently I can't bring them in my purse. So. That's is City Field one of the ones doing the no bag policy? Um, I don't think I they hadn't. Are. I, I hadn't feel heard like anything. I would have heard and been memorably angry. Yes, because I, I'm I'm quite angry about any place doing it. There's a million reasons that it is a terrible idea, and a lot of them have to do with with equity, for example. Um, but I don't think I remember being especially angry about the Mets doing it. They and I've, still I've have been their very Mets angry policy. lately. Yes, they still have their backpack policy. They still policy, have the backpack I policy. I know the Nats had this policy of like no bags. And like and I mean, like Bradford said, it's there's there's financial incentive to this too, right? Because then they just like yeah. they're like, Oh, you can't bring your bag in. Oh, but here's a locker you can rent for yeah. money. And it's just like, ugh, of course. Or 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 no outside food, which, you know, again. You're not, you know, you bringing your PB and J is not going to get anyone's dick. Like, that's not, you know, that is emphatically not the problem. But it does mean that at, around, at from, you know, one to four or seven to ten, you know, during your meal time, you are hundry and you have to, you know, go and spend thirty dollars to feed yourself. Yep. One hundred twenty for a family of four. Yep. Right. Um. 
before we move on to uh to walk off wins um i just wanted to get bradford i just wanted to get your we'll we'll just close with uh, some quick baseball takes um i wanted to get your take on because i know that um you've been following both the yankees and the mets closely and so i know that the yankees fan base in particular has been uh has been uh i guess in panic city uh they're going crazy so um yankee fans listening Chill out. <laughs> April. She would never survive as Mets fan. I was gonna. I was gonna oh say God, it's so funny. Die. It's so funny to watch it go down as a Mets fan. Um, not just because I know. I know I'm terrible. Not just because like I enjoy the suffering. Although you know it's kind of funny. But it's more just like as as a person who is rooted for a team that has sucked for most of my life. Like the, your team, your team sucks for one month and you don't know how to act. <laughs> Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like those experiments where you take chimps and like put them in a room with all kinds of like regular human objects and they're going up, they're like, oh, what's this? I don't know. Angry. And they like bang it against. That's <laughs> kind of the vibe that that Yankee fans have just been dropped off in this mysterious room of of confusing loss and they just have no idea how to handle it. And I, I kind of am very excited to see how they figure it out. But it yeah. will certainly not last long. But just like, so I know that Bradford, you are taking up the mantle of the Yankees are not that bad guys. Please chill. And I, I agree with you. So like, what do you think? Like, why do you think the Yankees are not that bad? And how do you think they're going to survive this? Is it like they always do just by like, you know, Homer, Homer hitting home runs until they're they're cured? Or um, what are like the bright spots that Yankees fans should be excited about about the team? Yeah, I think the the things to be encouraged about with the Yankees are that, you know, I haven't watched the game. I mean, you know, I've been on this podcast. Okay, good. So Corey Kluber pitched well today. I just just pulled up, you know, his, uh, you know, the box score. Um, but like, you know, but Kluber and Tyon have pitched pretty well. Like, you know, um, Corey Kluber and David Tyon, you know, being the two big additions to their to their rotation, but ones that. Came with a lot of risk, given their that basically have not neither of them been pitched in the last two years, <laughs> and uh, you know um, they were you know they were names to certain different degrees. Obviously, Corey Kluber was one of the best pitchers of the last decade, um, and Tyon has a lot of like you know it's a lot of armor, a lot of talent, but they you know but they they've been injured a lot. Um, it's like and a they've move, mostly though, struck- like signing former Cy Young winner Corey Kluber. Like that's something the Mets would do. It's like a Freaky it, Friday it, it, situation. It, 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 it kind of was. It was. Yeah. So yeah. So there were like there's kind of like two strings of thought on 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 this that I think you gotta have to kind of hold together, right? One is that the Yankees, as most teams, essentially all teams, honestly, <laughs> could spend more. They could compete more for 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 good players and trade and free agency. You know, everyone, including the Mets, including the, you know, um, even the Dodgers. You know, <laughs> like could 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 spend more. You know, there, there's so much money in the sport. <laughs> you know, flowing through it, even in a de- even after a down year, the last twenty years of success, you know, like you know, um, should have, get you know, given you some, uh, you know, some reserves to not, you know, to not cry poor all season, right? Um, but uh, and so because of that, you don't need to necessarily be super smart and try and find the right guy, even if it's a little risky, and be first on 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 him, or whatever, so that you, uh, so that your accounting looks better, and you know, and that you could say. Hey, we're our scouting and R and D department, and you know, and pitch design department and GM. We're all really smart, you know, and that's what the Yankees tried to do. 
and um and are doing you know currently and you know whether whether payoffs is, is is yet to be seen but like you don't have to do that you can just go trade for you darvis yeah <laughs> like you know clearly the price is right on, on him because the Cubs are giving away for free you know um you can go do that you know you can go after you know lance lynn or or you know whoever uh who's been dominating for for the white Sox. you know like you can uh you know, uh, you can you can uh, you know, you can be in on Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco, like you know, who clearly did not cost that much. You know, Ahmed Rosario has not you know broken out, <laughs> and, you know, in Cleveland yet. Um, and uh. Uh, like you know, like I mean, you know, they they, they could you know the, the Yankees absolutely could have been in on that. You know, rather you know, I would rather have Francisco Lindor the next six years than DJ LeMayu. You know, DJ LeMayu is a very good player. You know. Um, but like uh, you know, but and, and he's a better fit for what the Yankees need, given you know that they're very, they have to be very right-handed and Labor Torres and not a good defensive shortstop, you know, um, or hasn't been throughout his you know, young career. So like they could have been in on that, right? However, it does not mean that the players themselves are bad either, and that's what I would say. Like if you watch, if you watch particularly again, Corey Kluber and Jamison Tyon, they they look like they still know how to pitch. Kluber's had had issues with his command, um, you know, early. But, you know, he always starts off slow, even when he was, like, in his prime and young. Um, he's been a kind of slow starter in April, and then he, like, takes off. And he hasn't pitched in two years. But his stuff is still breaking. It's still moving. Um, he, you know, like, like you know, he, he, there's still plenty of pitching ninja gifts to be extracted from, you know, his stuff. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, his actual, you know, play. And James Hayan's stuff is a little bit awesome. Like, you know, um, it ha- you know, he hasn't lost any bite on anything, you know. Cooper may have lost a little bit from age, but, like, I mean, Ty- Tyon's not. Um, the problem is that they're getting like gassed and they're, you know, figuring out command issues, um, which again could be easily tributed to not playing for the last two years. Um, so like you know, these guys, you know, these guys will be fine. And that's on the pitching side. And then, um, offensively, you know, um, again, like you really think like none of these guys are going to slug over 350 the rest of the year playing in Yankee stadium. Like I know, I know we're in a pitch, pitching, a pitcher's sort of like, you know, Renaissance because everyone, you know, has, you know, pine tar and, you know, Rapsodos <laughs> like to, uh, to, to make the perfect slider. But like, you know, but, but the Yankees have still been able to, 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 to launch stuff the last few years. They didn't lose that. You know, Jim Carlos Stanton is still Jim Carlos Stanton. Every, you know, everything he hits is like 120 miles an hour, even the ground ball, no, you know, like, yes. none, you know, um, same, same with, with, most, with, with many of their, of their key veteran bats, you know, like they, you know, are those, they're still taking, you know, they're still walking a lot. They're still like taking good at bats. They've just been struggling on crushing those kind of mistake pitches, which is, which is more of an evidence of a slump than of like a actual, um, the degradation in skill when, you know, when you're just like, you know, not able to hit the, the 93 mile off fastball right over the plate, you know, or, or, or messing up on it, making the wrong choice. That's like, you know, and, and that's already happening right now. Like tonight, you know, judge Kyle Gashio, Boca and Stan all hit home runs tonight, you know, like, that's that's right now, you know. That's live, live and direct. Um, you know, you saw them beat Shane Bieber on two home runs. You know, like like uh, Shane, Shane Bieber is, you know, arguably, you know, the best pitcher in America. You know, I won't say in baseball because I know Thank I know you. where I am right now. Yeah. But like, you know, but, uh, but you know, but certainly Mer- Mer- but he's he's in the conversation for like one of those like top five arms in all of baseball, right? And they beat him because they hit home runs. They hit two home runs, and then you know, in the Indians only Cleveland only scored one run. So like. They, um, you know, the Yankees are fine. Like, um, I would not worry about them. You know, I think they have some defensive issues that, you know, I, I haven't seen them hustle as much as they should, frankly, on, on defense. 
I'm not talking about Xavier Torres not running at that, you know, that ground grounder. I think that was not actually that big of a big a deal given that like Gio Urshela got hurt like an inning before <laughs> running out of grounder. I can, you know, it was cold, it was like 40 degrees that night, so I'm not going to like, you know, dog labor for that. But like the concern like, trolling you know, that we get like, every year on that stuff. Right, right, exactly. Like you know, um, but like you know, they've been they've been a little sloppy in the field and stuff. But like you know, um, but there's you know, and I can understand people being being a little restless because they were mediocre last year and they haven't won the World Series in a little while. But like you know, they're, they're fine. Like honestly, like they're they're fine. They're going to win the division. Um, Boston is not better than them. Um, <laughs> neither is neither neither the Rays, in my opinion. Um, neither are neither the Jays. Like the Yankees are are. are have a much, much, much more talent than, than any of those teams. And, uh, and, you know, you'll, you'll see it's already starting to happen in you know, um, two game losing streak aside. Um, and, and you'll see it more soon. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Red Sox are playing our Mets right now. Um, and the Mets are, um, are currently one game over 500, but that puts them in first place in the NL East. Um, because much like the AL East, um, the, like, none of the other teams are over 500, um, which has been interesting. And it, you know, the two, both of those divisions have been called like good divisions and competitive divisions full of teams that are good. Right. Um, and so what, what is your kind of early take? on on the Mets like do you think that they're gonna be uh do you still see them as an NL East division winner do you see them as a wild card like what do you what are your early like Mets takeaways in the first like couple weeks of the season yeah I mean I, I had the Braves winning these um I think they're just a little better um I think like they're um I think they're a little better I think that though they don't have the absolute best depth in the major level they have a good enough farm system to go in like fix holes on the team. Like for example, like Austin Riley at third, let's say, let's say he's not, you know, going to be a, a, a star, a, you know, a starter in the league long-term. Like they can go out and trade for like, I don't know, you know, Suarez or something like that. If the Reds fall out of it, you know, like they can, they can go, they can go fix that team if they need to. Um, and, and, the, but the high level talent, the Acunas and, you know, and whatnot and Freddie Freeman's are, are just like, you know, enough. To, to uh to win you know high 90s and be a little better than new york but um but uh the Mets are certainly i think the Mets are good though i mean um they similarly have not hit for a lot of power either um nope. you know i think you know I, that, that, that doesn't doesn't help that they like you know they played like games every other day for like <laughs> for like the first like, two weeks of the year right so that's, that's not cool um and you know I, you know but i think they are who we thought they are as far as like their um uh position player talent and that like there's a you know I, well you know let me back, back up you know again they, they should they should be hitting better and i think they will you know um you know guys like conforto um who's you know um you know had a good game he's had a good game so far so far that i he's you know it's like the seventh inning as a recording but it's like you got he's got two for three of the double you know um jeff mcneil is not gonna hit 196 you know he will never jeff mcneil will never hit 196 ever i hope not if Jack McNeil hits two ninety six, he's having a down year. Yeah, so like, right. You know, again, like it, they're, they're, like they'll 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 be okay. Lindor will be better. You know, like it's it's early, um, but you know, but defensively, like they are fitting a lot of like you know um, square pegs into their round holes, and that was like what we knew. You know, we the knew that back, we had baby. you know. The, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's a, yeah, that's been messy for the last you know six years. Even when they even when they went to the World Series, like you know they were like. Hmm, Curtis Grants are probably shouldn't be playing center field today. Like, but, but, <laughs> but hey, there you know, he is. Of course we are. You know, like, 
so so they you know they've been doing that for a while um but like you know but so so i mean i think they're gonna have to figure out something with uh with davis and Giorme and you know and who's gonna start third base for them you know i i think they'll have to you know i i mean i think dom will be i think dom could be fine because he's i think he's very athletic in left field, but like you know, but it's gonna it's a learning curve, and it's still like you know, real losses that might happen <laughs> while he <laughs> learns the position um, on the fly. You know, on a major level. So, um, you know, but um, so th- so those are still you know problems. Conforto is you know has been looks awful like every, in every way. You know, um, but like I think he's okay <laughs> in right field. You know, um, so you know there, there's there's that, but like. Um, but they, um, but they look good, and their bullpen actually looks better than you know than, than what we thought you know going into the year, um, or just to actually say it's what we thought, right? Because there's a lot. I think there's, there's a lot of things in the Mets bullpen given the, given all of the variance there, you know, yeah. like 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 a guy like W. Batanzas, you know, um, you know, who was was great, you know, four years ago, and you know maybe one day would be great again, but but it seems like it's hurt or bad now or broken. Um, versus, you know, or like, you know, losing Seth Lugo, but like, you know, but the guys that, that, that have been filling in these, these key, key roles have been, have been solid, you know, I mean, um, uh, shoot, uh, Miguel Castro has been awesome. Right? Miguel like, Castro is great. You know, uh, like, That's you know, Allison's he, he, he dude for the season. Right Birdland. It's my dude, ex-Oriole. Um, <laughs> Miguel Castro. Right. Yeah, the, so, the like, Mets bullpen know, has been good. Um, the the middle relief has been bad, but we kind of like thought that. But the the high leverage relief, like the top like three guys in the bullpen, three or four guys have been really good. And the, and the rotation should be should be a strength as well because yeah. they have a lot of guys who can you know they have a lot of guys who belong in the major leagues, which is like you know a huge a huge and underrated thing that they did not always do. The Mets do not always have field. 26 major 25 or 26 major leaders now now they're actually doing that which is just yeah. like you know a, a dramatic you know cohen turn of events of <laughs> getting yeah. like actual baseball men to, 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 you know, to play all you know to, have, to fill all the roster spots you know but doing that you know like like i mean taiwan walker was clearly an awesome you know uh gamble i should say gamble because he's you know a veteran but like you know but but in, but him you know Gaining velocity over the year, over the season, you know, from from over the offseason, I think I think that's a huge win for them. So I mean, that being, he might even be sort of like a a uh, a hidden gem, you know, as someone who I thought was more of like kind of just a guy, you know, based on the last few years of his career. Now, if he's throwing ninety five, you know, maybe he is like a guy who deserves a playoff start now, you know, like yeah. and that's awesome. Like you know, and I think the Mets should expect to be in the playoffs entirely. I think you know, again, even if, if I think the Braves are a little better than I expect them to to make it to the wild card round and, you know, and, and, uh, and compete for a championship, you know, right now. So, I mean, um, yeah, that's my, that's my best thought. Hopefully so, yeah. they don't lose the wild card game, uh, on a home run by Connor Gillespie. Too soon. Too soon. Why would you bring that kind of energy in at the end sorry, of the podcast? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to delete it. <laughs> well, actually, I was just talking about that because uh, we, I was talking about, um, Bumgarner at work. And uh, I remember going uh, to, was it May? I think it was a May game against the Giants. And it was Syndergaard against Bumgarner. And Syndergaard was awful. And it was a drizzly, <laughs> rainy, cold May day. And Bumgarner just, like, mowed them down. And I was like, oh, that was kind of a preview for the wild card. Yep. 
<laughs> Bumgarner, who should have a yeah. no hitter, by the way, even though I, I will say this for a man that I a, a pitcher I don't particularly care for, Madison Bumgarner, but he should have a no hitter. Just gonna get on that soapbox. For he, a really, he really, he really, he really should. You know, um, it, it's what what a weird, weird decision from the league to not include that. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm pretty high in the Mets. And the other thing is too, they have reinforcements coming too, like send yes. the guards, you know, on his way back. Carrasco, um, Lugo. Carrasco, 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 Carrasco on his way back. Seth Lugo, like they should be, you know, and uh, and I think it helps that the fact that like Syndergaard and Carrasco ideally are like guys who miss a lot of that, you know, as like, Lugo, yeah. like even their defensive issues, you know, may not be as big a deal for them because yeah. those guys aren't going to like have lots of balls in place. It's, it's the Strowmans I'm going to worry about. Like, like I, I don't yep. think J.D. Davis should start any Strowman game, like straight up. Like, like they, they should just, they, that's that's the Almor that's the Almor Guillaume right there, like mm. for for Marcus's sake. I hate you know? to I hate to say um, that in Linda's presence, but yeah. I agree. I mean, like it's we need Strowman <laughs> to succeed JD's birthday on too. JD's birthday. We need Strowman to succeed in order for the Mets to succeed, uh, and it, to put him in the best position to do that, we need the best defensive infield we can put out there at least at least the infield, um, if not all around. Yeah, at the, um, at the very at the very least infield. Yeah, so I just up to my I, I, you know, like like play the best team for the best player, you know, for the best pitcher. You know what I mean? Like, I mean for the for the first, I mean, not for the best pitcher, right? But for, but for the needs of that play of that pitcher, you know. Play JD the when Jake thing, starts. You know? Yes, I was gonna say that. Yeah. When you need offense for Jake, you play JD. You play JD, and because literally no one puts the, the ball in play against Jacob Degrom, so yeah. Yeah, play play me on J on, on Degrom starts. Yeah, I, seriously, I, I just like I'll play, I'll play, and I'll um, shag every fly ball. Yep. Um, yep. So anyway. Anyway, um, thanks for coming on, Bradford. We will end the show like we always do with walk off wins, where each of us talks about something that is making us happy this week, baseball related or otherwise. So, Bradford William Davis, what is your walk off win for this week? My walk off win for this week, man. Um, I got to see a friend today. Oh, man, um, that's so great. You know, yeah, me, 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 and him were fully vaccinated. It's actually. Um, people who, you know, some people may know them, but uh, Gary Phillips, um, who was uh, formerly of Yan- Yankees Magazine, but now he's freelancing a lot of places. He, um, oh, wait, did he, he just write the DeGrom and uh, Doc Gooden story? Yes, yes. Actually, fans of this podcast should should uh, should check out his latest thing for Baseball Perspectives. He did an interview, a Q&A, with Doc Gooden about Jacob DeGrom. Um, so, like, if there's, like, one person you want to hear, like, you know, the last, like, super-duper great best pitcher, you know, um, being Gooden. Like, uh, with all respect to, you know, page, I mean, Yon Nolan, but like, um, but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, like to have him kind of weigh in, you know, on, on, uh, the Grom's legacy greatness, you know, and compared to himself, like, you know, what makes him special, like, uh, all that's in, in Gary's, uh, in Q&A. And so that's on B-Pro today. So baseball practice. But yeah, Gary, you know, but yeah, Gary, Gary and I are cool. And so we, um, you know, he, he came out to my neighborhood. We, uh, we went for, uh, and so again, recurring theme for the podcast, we went to the field for pizza. Um, oh, and, uh, and, you know, over in, uh, over in Harlem and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was really nice seeing a, a, a familiar friend, you know, uh, familiar face and a friend and we haven't, you know, we, we haven't done that too much, you know, over the last year. So, um, so it was nice. It was 65 degrees and sunny and, you know, wearing my shades and a hoodie and just kind of like chilling, you know? And so I, I was, um, I really can't complain about that. So I, that's, that, that was the one to me. That's beautiful. Um, 
Maggie Wigan, what is your walk-off win for this week? Um, so my walk-off win starts a little um, not so walk-off winny, but um, I guess it was it was a while ago because I wasn't on last week. But um, a couple weeks ago, we woke up in the middle of the night and our cat was super, super sick. And we had to rush him to the hospital. And, you know, it was it, it turned out to be something like treatable, although not quite as easily treatable as we'd sort of understood it to be. But they also slapped us with um, a $4,200 bill at two in the morning. And we just had no idea what we were going to do. Like, I'm literally crying on the phone. Like, what do we do? Um, And we started a GoFundMe the next day. And many of y'all raised almost all of it, like our listeners and our and other people who I'm friends with and who um, follow me on Twitter. And it was, it was huge. We, I I can't even thank folks enough for being so generous and, and sending such sweet messages. And, um, you know, it was, it was all kind of a nightmare and, um, but to be able to, to not be worried about like, are we going to be in credit card debt now, like in the middle of a pandemic and salary freezes and, and like, you know, and so, yeah. So thank you for not letting us like suffer in (laughs) credit card debt forever. Um, Or alternatively, something we were talking about at the time, like have to put Chibi down because Mm. we couldn't afford his treatment um, and we didn't actually end up like moving him from a extremely fancy hospital, which nobody told us was fancy. It was just like the hospital that was listed to a slightly cheaper hospital. Um, <laughs> but they did a wonderful job with him too. And, and like you said, you know, he's, he's getting there um, and he's, you know, he's back in our lives and I really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, so, so my walk off win is, everybody who helped make this come together and thank you so much. And, you know, if the shoe is on the other foot, I will, I will help you 10 times out of 10 because, you know, it, it means a lot. And, and thank y'all so much. And fur babies are part of the family. Yeah. Oh my God. The kids, uh, the kids would have been so upset and someday they will be, but at least now we had the opportunity to tell them like, yeah, Chibi almost died, and you know someday he will, right? He will someday, right? And that way it'll be a little, little smoother, yeah, smoother sailing when the when the when the real thing happens. So yeah, but we we really do have the best community and the best listeners. I'm just always yeah. constantly blown away by your kindness and your generosity and just your support of the show and us and like our lives outside of the show so just like thank you guys this is you guys are awesome um and good luck to chibi and his recovery um linda what is your walk-off win for this week um my walk-off win is very similar to bradford's that i got to see a friend over the weekend um she was the last time i saw her i don't even remember um i went to her baby shower in september she had a backyard socially distant thing um and i don't even remember 
the last time I saw her before that. So, you know, it was her shower. She was, you know, talking to people. So I didn't really get to spend too much time with her back in September. And then she had a baby. I had never met the baby. So I got to meet Leah finally. Um, oh, was that the cutie and the picture on Facebook? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she's a, she's a good friend from college. Um, her wedding was one of the last normal things we went to. It was in December 2019. Um, and, you know, we were hearing about this strange virus. It was in Washington at the time, but it was really no big deal and wouldn't cause problems. Um, so, yeah, it was like, you're a mom now, Tiffany. Like, when did that happen? And um, I'm used to my niece and nephew. So I was like, it's been so long since I held one so little. Like, she was mentioned to her. She was like, oh, she's tripled in size. I was like, no, she's little. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was just, it felt so, like, I had kind of anxiety because I hadn't seen her in so long. I was like, well, it'd be weird. Will it be different? Will we not have any things to talk about? But, you know, it was kind of like we picked up right where we, we went, we left off. And even though I don't remember when that is, but, you know, it, it, it did me a lot of good finally to, you know, not normal, but it felt kind of normal or at least approaching normal. Um, so yeah, that, that really did me, did me a lot of good. So yeah, yeah like, like Bradford was saying, it's just, an, I'm not going to take that for granted anymore. Like visiting a friend. Yeah. That's, that's really nice. I, I, I would be amiss, uh, if I didn't mention the fact that a couple of weeks ago, I hugged, uh, uh, Apato co-host Kellyanne Healy for the first time in over a year. Um, wow. a couple weeks ago, we, like, I, I got to meet her for lunch and we hugged and I was like, hugged anyone besides Michael or my parents in like over a year. <laughs> Human contact. What's that about? Um, it, so that was nice. Um, but my walk off my my walk off win for this week um, is is baseball related and it's actually uh, about uh, former Matt Matt Harvey. Um, I'm just very happy that he's had success with the Baltimore Orioles and it brings me great joy. Um, I know that Bradford will. I, I'm in I'm in I'm in Bradford's company and he did uh, you know uh, triumph over the Yankees in his most recent start. So it's not meant as a dig at the Yankees, but it's just a general happiness for uh, former Matt Matt Harvey. I. You know, I always felt that the Mets and our fan base kind of like did him dirty a little bit um, in their treatment of him and his legacy. Um, like he didn't like he wasn't bad at baseball because he was like selfish or whatever. You guys, he was bad at baseball because he had thoracic outlet syndrome. And that's really, you know, a career ruiner. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, for, for the future of the game, I'm hopeful that Matt Harvey can make a comeback because like. The guys with, you know, with that syndrome, like, it's just like it's a terrible, terrible track record of, like, you know, being good again, you know? So, um, so yeah, Matt Harvey, like, you know, can, can you know, um, beat the odds and and, uh, and regain something of what he, what he used to have. That, that, I think that's, I think that should be, that should be very encouraging for, for pitchers to go through, you know, a significant injury like that. Exactly. And like, I hope that thoracic outlet syndrome can kind of become like a little bit more like Tommy John where like, it's obviously not good news at all. And you need a surgery and you're going to miss significant time, but like, y you can come back from it. 
Um, so I hope that Matt Harvey is the start of a trend of this thing, you know, of figuring out a medical way and, you know, a, a way for athletes to, to come back from this injury. Um, it's, it's been really heartwarming, um, to see his success with the Orioles. He's, he's such a competitive guy and I, I could always tell how much it was killing him that he didn't have what he once had. Um, and I think, I think part of his success has actually been accepting that, that he's a different pitcher now and he can't just blow away guys anymore he has Mm -hmm. to learn how to be a finesse pitcher um and that's what he is now he's basically a sinker slider guy now like and he's doing well so i'm really happy and i hope that um i'm planning to go um to the mets orioles game at camden yards in june and i really hope one of the the starts is matt harvey so i can see him because that would be make me really happy um we'll see harvey day Yes, Harvey Day. We'll see if the baseball gods let that play out. But even if they don't, it'll still make me happy to go. But I, I'm I've been following him, and you know, I, I watch I watch his starts when the Mets aren't on at the same time. Um, and I I make sure I pay attention to his his stat line every week, and so it's made me really happy to see his success. And I hope that continues. So that is my walk off win for this week. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for joining us, Bradford. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, man. Um, I mean, you know, my whole archives in daily news still um, until, you know, I don't know, the internet dies. Um, <laughs> or the daily news. Probably, probably daily news first, but hopefully not. Because, you know, they hey, we, we unionize, so hopefully we can, you know, they can <laughs> advocate for better conditions for people, for the good people who do great things there. Um, and, uh, you know, I as, as you introduced, I'm, I'm unemployed. Um, I'm just chilling. I'm recharging. Um, but, uh, you know, but soon I'll have some more concrete announcements on what I plan to do next. So, uh, you can find those announcements at my, uh, socials, which are currently at underscore B W I L Y B Willie. Um, it's a terrible, terrible handle. I'm probably going to change it. So if you search my name to my byline, Brad Willie Davis, you'll find that there too. So, um, that's probably the easy way. <laughs> it's my terrible handle, which I want to change anyway. So yeah, that's that's where that's 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 where I am posting and posting and posting and posting and posting. posting um, never logging until, off. Uh, yeah, yeah, never logging off. All all that good stuff until I, uh, you know, until I have a reason to uh, seek income again. Everyone should uh, follow Bradford, and uh, everyone should listen to Five and Dive Two with Bradford and Craig Goldstein. Um, it's great. Right, that's right. Every week, every week, every uh, every week, I'm podcasting with Craig at Baseball Perspectives and the Five and Dive podcast, which is part of the Baseball Perspectives Podcast Network. So if you search that, you will find you know you'll find my uh, nasally voice uh, discussing you know um, the league as a whole. And you will find our friends Jeff Patinastro and Jarrett Seidler talking about the Mets every week too. So that's it's a good feed. Y- y- y'all should subscribe to that if you like this show. I think you will like the Baseball Perspectives feed as well. Um, so yeah, uh, but you can follow um, you can follow Amazing Avenue as well on all the social medias: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Amazing Avenue. We have awesome content for you guys. I have the player meters for you every Monday. Getting the getting those out there. We've got game recaps. We've got morning news posts. All of that for you guys. So check out AmazingAvenue.com. You can follow this show on twitter at a pod of their own you can follow each of us on twitter i am at petite phd where are you linda at linda Servich. and you maggie 
at Maggie162. Um, please subscribe to the entire family of uh, of podcasts and Amazing Avenue Audio. Rate and review the show. It really helps people find it. The original intro and outro music to this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, there is no crying in podcasts.